Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Happy Thursday, July 28, 2022. Welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm Steve Schultz, founder of Elijah List right here. And Elijah Streams that you're watching, along with my wife, 25 years ago, we started this and we're bringing you the voice of the prophets every single day, at least on the weekdays. So uh, God bless you. We are going to have an amazing broadcast today with uh, Herman Martyr, Martyr, a prophet of God who's got some amazing uh, inside insight about what's going on. We're going to talk about uh, President Trump and, and his part in all this. It's going to be great. So uh, before we get going, a couple quick announcements. Let's bring on my brother Warren, who's going to talk about the next episode of, of American Warrior. So, hey, Warren, how's it going? Doing good. We good. have an amazing story today, too. Hey, awesome. Tell us about it. Our veteran today is Pat Bowe. He's an Army veteran with 173rd Airborne. He took part in the only combat parachute jump in the Vietnam War. And the, only, and the first one since Korea. He was almost killed several times, and he earned along the way two Purple Hearts and one Silver Star. So the Jeez. guy was in really dangerous situations, including wow. being shot in the abdomen one time. So let's take a look. Yeah, here we go. There was supposed to be a ceasefire during our New Year's Day. Of course, then the, the enemy knew that, so they mortared us. They always sent recon out, so go find them. You know, find out where those mortars came from. And we got online and start, started moving through the jungle because we knew they were there. And all of a sudden, a couple of hand grenades go off real close to me and literally picked me up off the ground. And I was uh, had shrapnel in my, my right arm and my flank and uh, well, there's still 13 pieces of shrapnel in my chest to this day. The medic uh, tried tried to get to me. He got me patched up pretty well on that. I took the, uh, the medic's rifle and went back online and uh, until that firefight was over and then I got medevaced out of there. Wow, fascinating more. So you're saying he was, there was only one parachute jump into live combat? During Vietnam's one combat no jump, that's how they termed it. So the only one okay. that happened during Vietnam War. Well, I had no idea. Awesome. Well, tell people how to uh, get on to the today's new episode and what time does it start? It starts at one p.m. Pacific time, and okay. you get After on the show. It's on the American Warriors channel, which you can get to through uh, the Elijah Streams channel. You'll see a channel right next to it, and you can click on it, or you can do a search for American Warriors on YouTube. And on I YouTube. think uh, Dennis and somebody usually puts up a link here during the show, too. So, Good. Good. Yeah, this is real important work we're doing. And, you know, as the scripture says, no greater love is any man that he lays down his life for his brother. That's talking about uh, even uh, our American warriors. It's not just talking about only people who receive Jesus Christ. Anyone who lays down their life for a brother, there's no greater love. He just said that, and it's true. So, okay, awesome, Warren. I appreciate it. Well done. I appreciate it. See you later. So, uh, okay, one quick announcement. Uh, we had to put off the – We were Eric Trump agreed to come on the program. His mother suddenly passed away, so we rescheduled, and he says he's going to be able to come on the second week of, of, of August. So we don't have the exact date. There's Eric Trump with his wife, Laura. Those, that's an amazing power team along with uh, their dad. So uh, Eric is really, you might've heard that uh, Amanda Grace prophesied uh, some really big things for Eric Trump. She didn't say specifically what it was that God had a major assignment for him in, in the near future or in the, in the future. I don't know how near it was, but so anyway, we're, we're going to be very excited to talk with Eric uh, in just a week or two from now. So all right, God bless you. Now let's uh, we're going to bring on uh, Herman Martyr. So without further delay, here comes our next episode of Prophets and Patriots. Here we go. Good morning. I guess it's morning here. I don't know. Are you on the East Coast now, Herman? No, I'm back in Texas and I okay. travel. You know, I just got back from D.C. last night, so I'm in Texas. Awesome. Well, Herman and I have sat on the same roundtable before. Uh, ACPE, Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders. Um, I'm not currently on that with so much on my plate, but Herman, you, you're you going to talk with us about things related to Eric Trump and, I mean, sorry, uh, President Trump and the nation, but kind of give us a five to seven minute recap of 
your story, your testimony, and how God brought you across President Trump's uh, radar and all that. So, sure, thank you, Steve, for this opportunity, and I'm thank you, thank you for contending for America. Thank you. A lot of the church people and a lot of leaders already stopped and moved on, but uh, you can't move on when you know the assignment is not over yet; it's not finished. Totally. And so uh, I be, it began, you know, after 9-11, and I saw, you know, saw what happened. The Lord spoke to me and said, you travel the world, but what are you going to do for your country? And since then, I got involved in uh, several races. Uh, as I've been pastoring for many, many years, and, and, and suddenly I was just baptized with holy love for, I'm, I'm an American, I, holy love for our nation, and to tr- see our nation turn back to God. That was part of a... A, a prayer movement, I, and uh, I mobilized prayer uh, in America, filling up stadiums in America, running with our friend Lou Ingle for many, many years. I yes. prepared the ground before Lou would come, and I said, God, turn our nation back to God, because I believe we'll have to contend for America and uh, to see our nation change. But, uh, you know, that 2015, uh, just to to make a long story short, I was uh, I wasn't. I was asked to uh, be part of a campaign by, by a by another uh, then running for uh, for the president, and I became an outreach coordinator for the Asian outreach uh, to mobilize the name. And then they wanted me to be a, the faith coordinator, and you know, make no story short, it didn't work out. Uh, we had disagreement, and I said, I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to get involved with the campaign. That's it. Spoke. I was in Florida. I spoke at one of the Liberty um, Liberty Council uh, match Davis event then, and and, pro, and, and after I spoke, uh, a man approached me and said, "Do you want to meet President Trump?" I said, "No." I said, "I don't want to get involved." Uh, you know, he, <laughs> he was number seventeen on everyone's list, and nobody wants to touch him. And he said, "Okay, uh, but why don't you just try it and meet him and and decide after that?" And and then I end up in New York City the following day and. Uh, <laughs> And, wow. guess, and guess what? You know, uh, it was Eric Trump who welcomed us. And I really asked Eric welcome and said, hey, my dad is so excited to meet you and, and others and the rest of you guys. There were four of us. And we had lunch. And after that, I said, my dad just finished a meeting. And let's go up and talk to him. I have already made up my mind that this guy, you know, watching TV the way they portray him, that he wasn't really didn't really like minorities. But when I saw, I was going up floor by floor, minorities, women, just simply serving and working for the for for him. Wow. I walked in. The guy that was carrying a suitcase was an Asian guy, and he said, "Hey guys, come on in." Sat there when he wasn't running; he was still a candidate. Too. And we were yeah. talking about politics. He just brought us in because his best friend introduced us to him, you know. And I uh, said, "Come on, sit down. No camera, no nothing." And I was straight to the point, and I said, why are you running for office? And he said, because <laughs> we're losing our country. Wow. He said, I tried for many, many years, for 20-something years, gave everybody a chance, and, and Democrats, Republicans gave money to them. But then again, uh, they didn't do it a job. They didn't fulfill their promise. And, and guess what? They said, if we don't do it, if I don't do it, then we will lose this country, and you and I will not recognize this country. And then he called me. And he was. We were watching from from his office. We was pointing down to you know the, the to the traffic down below. I said, "Look at those people. People walking in the streets." He said, "They're not scared, like you, like you, faith people. You're scared <laughs> of O one C three, and those people. They're not scared to talk about what they believe. But you That's guys are amazing. scared because of that." And he said, "But we're gonna change that. We're gonna. I'm gonna be helping you. I'm gonna change that." And since that time, I said, hey, President Trump, count me on board. And that's my story. And I traveled with him, campaigned for him, and uh, and and became appointed as a uh, commissioner for the White House. Really? Americans just, uh, just doing my part to save our great, great, great country. Awesome, Herman. What a story. Yeah, well, we'll we're going to hit some of these other points in more detail. But let's start. You, you and I have a sort of list of things we want to be sure we cover. But let's talk about... Uh, the condition of the body of Christ. I mean, this uh, the election got overturned, and then we discovered we're a mess. I think, you know, we're we're at each other's throats, not without meaning to. And there's such such a diversity of opinion about what's going on. So, what's your thoughts about 
um, the, the condition of the body of Christ. I right think, now. you know, my perspective is kind of different because I was working okay. for them. I was part of the campaign as well in 2016. I was an advisor to the campaign and we mobilized, we pretty much distributed 80 million border guys and knock on every door, wow. 17 battleground states. So I was on the ground talking to people, calling people, knocking on doors, delivering, educating the body of Christ. So when we did that, people hated us. Even, even the, in the, then the Republican Party didn't embrace Trump. So we would go to different states and they would tell us, get out. Don't take our money away from us. Get out. The Democrats hated us. The Republicans hated us. We, but we continue Gee. to press on, Steve, because we know if we didn't, ha- we didn't do it, we will lose our country. And we were given a mandate to, to do, and we did it. And, and uh, to make the long story short, 2016, God intervened and gave us a reprieve over this nation because people cried out to God. And, uh, and the church at that time, they were, the church was united. The church was contending. The church, they, the church then, didn't ha- then, then wasn't scared to speak the truth and because they know something is about to change. If we don't do anything about it, then we will lose our country. But come, you know, church, uh, come 2020, I believe we had an we had an opportunity, and I know personally how our election in some places was rigged, and uh, because we campaigned more than 2016. Yeah, we did harder. We did. We, did. we prophesied more. We prayed more. We declared more. We believed more. That's right. You know, it was stunning. I remember that night, Herman, when the election came, and and it was looking really good for a while, and then all of a sudden it began to turn. And I thought, and then we got to our there in Pacific time. It's good eight, nine, ten o'clock that night, and things were going really south fast. And I was beginning to really like I was just down because I know we all believed it. And all all of a sudden, this spirit came over me. My wife and I were there together, and I said, "God is not going to refuse to answer our prayers mm. uh, that we prayed all this time." And I, I still hold to that, Herman. I don't know how are you feeling. I thought God has heard every single prayer and decree and belief. Uh, but we didn't realize the process we would have to walk through mm. in the meantime, did we? Yes, I, I, I believe we had that opportunity. The, 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 what I challenged the leaders, the prayer leaders, the prophetic leaders, when that happened, I said, it's time for the church to speak up. And it's time to call for a sacred assembly. Yeah. We have prayed for, for the ending of abortion and other things in filled stadiums. It's time for us to stand and march peacefully and cry out to God in Washington, D.C. I know it was COVID, but then again, instead of walking in courage, we allowed COVID to to intimidate us. And the the, the church was deceived. There was a great deception that happened. And I was so broken. I said, where are the churches? Where are God's people? You know, Steve, um, when I was uh, doing a lot of some work at the White House, bringing people, pastors there to, to, to talk about policy, at one time, President Trump said, "There's, a, you know, I'm doing this for the church, for you, faith people. Where are they? Where are you? I'm not hearing from them. I was so broken wow. because here he is contending for the church and giving us a voice, but the church was absent in the hour. We became complacent. And well, and I think at the besides just complacent. Tell me if I'm wrong." They just became frightened to death, both of the disease right. itself. They began, right. this is my opinion only, but they began to listen to CNN more than the Lord. If CNN right. said, you got to wear a mask, you got to do this, you got to social distancing, then they began, the church went along with whatever the government, and I'm saying not everybody, but by and large, a lot yes, of them sir. did. Yeah. Um, and I'm not ragging on the church, except this is kind of what we did as a whole. Yes. So the traditional church, I think, gave in and yeah. gave in. But there's a remnant that continues to, yeah. to to contend for God's purpose to be accomplished and for the destiny of America to, to be fulfilled. And I believe President Trump has give, been given a mandate. And the church had that opportunity to contend with him. But they never understood how to move in governmental authority and they still look at the everything through the lens of pretty much religious lenses, yeah. and instead of saying now we have to become the avatar, we have to become that voice, we have to 
run with this and, 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 and to see our nation turn back to God. And that is, I think, frustrating because uh, now I see the church like want to move on and, and, and think, go back to business as usual. I say, mm. if we do that, we will lose this country. Oh, we have a Lord. window of opportunity that we have to turn our nation now. Have you been able to discern from President Trump, you know, way back even before he, he won, while you first were meeting him, he said, you're scared. The church is scared. The evangelicals are scared. And it's like we we were we stopped being scared for a couple of three, four, four years, and then we became scareder, almost more scared. Is the president, have you had an opportunity to hear his thoughts about the church? Is he like going, why are you guys continuing to be afraid? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, the most frustrating thing, Steve, is that, you know, January 6th, you know, we hear this controversy in January 6th and, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm trying, I want to be in a person that was there. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm, the first person was there, saw what happened and uh, sitting through three rows in front of President Trump. And there was a seat reserved for the faith leaders that were engaging the president and were part of, of a lot of the photo op. I saw a seat, I would say photo op. And, uh, and, then, um, and then, and there was reserved for those leaders. And, and this person saw those seats empty. And this person talked to, Paula, I said, Paula, he said, Paul, where are these leaders? We're supposed to pray for today and ask God for mercy and ask God to intervene. And Paula said, I don't know. They didn't show up, you know. And uh, and I believe the church checked out during the most crucial time in history yeah. of our great nation. And, yes, President Trump, I believe, uh, watched it, and, and I heard him say, where is the church? Where is the church? And and I thank God there's still a remnant is standing with him. Uh, I was just in Washington, D.C. with him, uh, Steve. And you know how heavy he was feeling. And, really? Uh, and, yeah, and I was just praying. And I said, uh, and I said, God is not done with him. And uh, talked to him. Andy, are you saying, Herman, that you sensed this week when he was at D.C.? Yes, was it this uh, week yeah. that, that he was feeling heavy? He was feeling heavy. Feeling heavy, feel like you know. I uh, feel like we have abandoned our, our, our assignment. We had an assignment. We have abandoned. I think the. I believe the COVID nineteen revealed the heart of the church more than more yeah. than anything else. And uh, and 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 I can't. I, I'm talking about the traditional church. The, yeah. The, the I'm not talking about the church that are you, you and others that are listening to this call because I know you listening to this call. You continue. To yes. believe and contend for our nation for revival reformation. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the traditional church who had we had an opportunity, but instead walked in fear and intimidation. But I believe God is not done with our nation, Steve. I believe He is raising a remnant that will continue to to contend, and I believe we're going to see a shift in this nation. You know, Steve, this is what he says. That uh, I said, guys, you know, President Trump said. Uh, many, many of my friends and family is telling me, uh, do not run, do not run, don't do it anymore, because if you do, hell will break loose and they will not stop until you, until they destroy you and your family. But if you don't run, uh, they will leave you alone and you will have a peaceful life. And you know what I said? As much as I, my body is telling me, my heart is telling me, I can't stop. Wow. Praise I God can't for that. Stop. Because he said, I'm not doing this for me. I have lived my life. I'm doing this for you. You know, I really believe, Steve, he is a prophet. Yeah, I, I do believe President that. Trump is a prophet. And, wow. the, and the, the church doesn't recognize it because we have a different view of what a prophet should be. I believe he is a prophet. He is anointed by God to break things, you know, the, to, to break the yeah. and and I believe we need to, the prophetic needs to understand that God is changing the way we do things prophetically. The face of the prophetic movement is changing. The mantle is changing. And God is raising up a new prophetic reformation, a prophetic company, so that we can take 
take the assignment of God to the next level. I believe it's coming. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Awesome. That's really good. You know, I've heard that before. Even up to a year ago, someone was prophesying that President Trump is actually a prophet. I don't know if it was Robin Bullock, but one of those was saying that. Uh, there's a couple of people. But let's talk about um, the state of the prophetic movement. That's on our list to talk about. Um, and you brought that subject up. So I know there's something in your heart about it. I actually have no clue of what you're going to say about the prophetic movement. So um, I, my let me just offer a couple of things and then you tell me if I'm wrong. There were elements, there are elements of the prophetic that tell me that it's the most healthy in, in all of the all the time in the prophetic movement because we're talking and dealing with the subjects, including what we're talking about with President Trump. We're seeing it like this. There's that part that's healthier, and then there's the part that's the least healthy because they bought in to CNN's thing. I began to see people saying, whatever CNN says, that's what we'll prophesy. It felt like that. So with those thoughts, what are your thoughts about the state of the prophetic movement? As I said, I, I the Lord heard me. I heard the Lord say it's changing. The face of the prophetic movie is changing. And God is about to raise up. I'm not talking about young, just young, but I'm talking about seasoned yes. prophetic leaders that, that, that know the sons of Esachar and knows the times and season. Then the prophets that are not scared to give their life for the cause of the gospel. And I believe those kind of prophets, this coming, this, I believe that's the deception that has come in. And many of uh, the leaders I know were offended because they were not part of the group that meets with President Trump. And, and instead of interceding, instead of praying, they have kind of, they, they, they walk in offense because they wanting to be part of, you know, to be part of the inner circle. And, and I said, that's not your assignment. You were you were given an assignment to pray and contend and to prophesy, wow. not to be part of that company. And I, I truly believe because of that, many many were offended. And and I'm praying that God will heal them. I've yeah. heard people. Uh, I've heard people say, "Oh, I miss God." Uh, I, I. But then again, when they spoke prophetic words, they they at that time they said, "Thus says the Lord." But after what happened. Because of internal pressure, they cave in to, to, to the press. I say this, it's either you hear God or not. It's either you, I, I know we, we don't have all the full counsel of God, but I truly believe prophets heard God. And when they prophesied, they heard God. But the fear of men, the fear of men has, has, uh, has pretty much um, uh, intimidated them. And they withdrew. And they repented and they asked God, people for apology. I truly believe we have to stand. The Bible said, having done all to stand, yeah. keep standing. Until when? Until we see the fruition of God's prophetic word and God's destiny for our country. Yeah. You know, one of the things that happened, uh, none of us probably, I don't know where you stood on this, but one of we first believed that we would not get, you know, it'll be a couple of days after um uh, November 4, it would be fixed, and that didn't happen. Then we believe by uh, January 6, maybe something would happen. And then by January 20, my observation was, and I knew people that spoke into, people that you and I would maybe know by name, and they would say things like, hasn't every last legal um, uh, challenge been exhausted? And this would be like what CNN was saying, and, and they would say, other people would say, yes, I think that's the last legal thing. It's been exhausted in January 20. When that happened, they said, okay. Then from that point on, they walked away. And I'm not putting any kind of negative sure. uh, thing on them or speaking against them in any way. But I think there probably needs to be repentance about, about that from all of us. In other words, we need to self-identify and say, Lord, forgive us for that. Yeah. I mean, I kept contending, but it was beginning to feel more sure. and more alone during this time. But um yeah, I, I, I want to Steve. I think it's a, it's a process. Yeah. Yes, I think people gave word, and yeah. it was more of their emotion and passion rather than mm. seeing from within. People yeah. ask me all the time, "Is he coming back? Is he coming back?" And I would never say make a comment. I said, "He's coming back at the right time because God has an assignment for him." 
but I know, yeah, we, we have to repent for, I think, prophesying so that we can increase our increase our, our numbers in the sense of people watching us. And, but I, I believe people heard, truly heard God, but it yeah. has to be a process. We have to, 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 to hear God in this hour and not just move in our flesh. And I, I truly believe that. And was it is it your feeling, uh, Herman, that in fact God seems to have orchestrated the whole thing, where we needed to see the evilness of behind the scenes? In other words, that what we call the cabal, the deep state, the yeah. globalists, the the elites, yeah. the yeah. the Illuminati, the world, uh, new world order. Oh, you could give all these different names mm. for it yeah. that that might be some or one or the other or all of the above. They were yeah. conspiring. Uh, according to Psalms 2, against the Lord and his anointed. Um, and the sad part of it, Steve, it was not just from the outside, from within. They have a different agenda. And I was grieving when I was at the White House, and and I would uh, I would see and hear things, and I said, why are they working here and advising the president? Okay. When I, when I know for sure they didn't have his heart. And it was more of a position for them rather than anything and gave them wrong advice. And, uh, so and you I'm, were hearing conversations, 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 conversations. And uh, pretty much, uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, yeah, I, I, an advisor, you know, told the, pre, uh, the president uh, uh, during a meeting said, this, Herman, you won't believe it. And uh, people would cuz in front of the president. And people would talk bad, and people, and and they were talking to the president of the United States of America, wow. and and uh, the president would just say, "Hey, shut up," and and because these are leaders, these were leaders, and and I truly believe there was a sense of dishonor. They were saying things that uh, I think were really not of God, and uh, so we have to pray. I believe President Trump now knows the kind of people that were there and he, I don't blame him, but because he, you know, President Trump is, is a uniter. He is a, actually, yeah. you know, he wants to hear from everybody and he wants to bring in people, even those that disagree with him, he hired them to work for him. That's and, crazy, uh, right? He, I, <laughs> <laughs> gave him a chance and said, okay, if you think you can solve this issue, why don't you work for me? I, you know, I wonder, part of me wonders if he, Herman, if he was, if there was a wisdom working in it, where it's, you know, that art of war that people credit in that he's a follower yeah. of that, but keep your enemies close, you know, and, and some of that where he puts on an appearance of receiving someone. I don't know how much of this he fell into versus he planned himself to, to bring in detractors. What do you have any thoughts on that? Or was it just a steep learning curve from him? I, I, I believe, you know, president Trump, he, he has a soft heart. He really yeah. has a soft heart. People look at him and we judge him. And a lot of Christians I know said, I don't like him because of his personality. Well, you know, we all have flaws. We all yeah. we say things. and But, you know, uh, he, he, he really believes in people. And he really wants to see things resolved. Even, you know, it doesn't matter whether you, he knows you or not. But if you deliver... He is happy. He wants you to work and deliver. And uh, but of course, then people have different agendas. But I think it was a learning curve for him. Okay. Uh, but also, it, it's not. I, I'm not uh, holding him at fault to it because I believe it was people's agenda that pretty yeah. much tried to push themselves into. Well, we had talked a little bit, I think, off the air first, or um, but where you had said there was a greater infiltration. Uh, into the this country that anyone realizes, and you know, probably I'm thinking you're talking about both politically in the church in the prophetic. Uh, we'll talk, but I didn't know because I haven't asked you. What do you mean? There's been a greater infiltration than anyone has realized. Well, it's it's so obvious that uh, other countries hate our our nation. That uh, mm. I'm talking about countries or our enemies consider our enemies. Uh, the hate. Our way of life, uh, meaning because we love freedom, we love yeah. God, we love a nation founded according to biblical principle. But there are other nations who I believe wants to to subvert, wants to destroy, and they have been doing it in the process. And I've seen people who have applied for jobs and and uh, 
has been appointed in key position in the government, but my goodness, they hate America. They hate America. And uh, coming from, and I, I've seen how uh, the the uh, people who was low, more loyal to the, the Communist Party of China more than the United States, and they were working for key positions in our government. And and I said, my goodness, and, you know, we need to do a, a, a much more vetting and the right vetting for these people. And I asked them, if America goes to war against China or China goes to war against America, would you fight for this country? He said, no. He said, we will fight for our motherland. I said, which motherland? China. I said, what? I said, and you're working for a key position in a government. And... Uh, and you know, unbelievable. At that time, I'm, I think they're gone. I hope they're gone. But uh, we need to do more vetting. We need uh, right now. Uh, we are probably a lot of our departments are compromised because we're hiring the wrong people. Are they spies? I don't know. But I know if they're not loyal to this country, then they can sell birthright. They can sell loyalties to somewhere else. We need to pray that God will expose. And you know, President Trump said this: the moment. And I will say this when let me say this I, I, he hasn't announced it, but he becomes yeah. president again, he will fire thousands of government employees yes. that are working for a government because he knows these people are, have committed treason into our to, to our country. We had you and I talked for just a minute. I don't know fully what you'll say or feel comfortable because you you just talked about that. You know, I told you, well, I'm one of those that would rather have Trump come back sooner than later. Um, and I'm one of those that keeps saying, Lord, let it be now, let it be even before the, the midterms and stuff. But um, you were in DC, into DC with him this week. I mean, what can you tell people any more than you've already said, or maybe you've already said all you can say? You know, um, he, he said, he said, he mentioned, said, you know what, this is the first time I've, that came back after I left Washington, DC. He said, on my way, uh, to to the to their meeting, so he he saw garbage all over the place and and homelessness everywhere. There was a vacant lot. There was a tent, a tent city, and he said, "This is bad. There, our country is being destroyed from within, and nobody is saying anything about it." But he said, "I might not. I might come back sooner. I might need to come back sooner." And Good. all of us said, yes, we need <laughs> you back. We need you back. And, uh, you know, this is the moment I think President Trump doesn't really care whether you like it or not. At first, yes. at first he was kind of walking with diplomacy and trying yeah. not to offend everybody. People think, you know, he was intentionally. No, he wasn't. He was just telling the truth. And truth offends people. But this time... He just laid out his plan, you know, without saying he was running. He laid out his plan and said, yeah. you know what, 2024 is coming, but I might have to come back sooner. Yes, and, Lord. And so I yes, said, Lord. by God's grace and by God's appointment and with heaven's endorsement, God could accelerate. I truly believe people say, what about this candidate? What about this candidate? Yeah, they're a good candidate, but they were not given that mandate no. to break to break the devil's throne of this country. Yeah. That anointing was given to him, therefore that governmental mantle to break the stronghold of the enemy over this nation has to be executed by him alone because that assignment is his. Well, and you know, all the treason that's gone on, that's one of the best things I could you could possibly have said that there's these thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, that he will fire when he comes back that are, are guilty of treason. You know, there's people that think that there's, uh, I have no idea what's really going on. I'm getting all rumors are rumors, mm -hmm. but they're saying all of these places are being built to house the treasonous, treasonous people who have literally cooperated with foreign governors, governments to, uh, to, to produce a coup in this nation, which, which kind of happened. I personally believe that, um, I don't know if you've heard about the, the theory of devolution where, where Trump put into place, uh, the conditions for it's devolving the government. So there are people that are in charge behind the scenes that he never gave up full control. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about that? You, you know, the thing about President Trump, he had an opportunity to declare martial law, actually. Yeah. He left office. He didn't do it because he didn't want to hurt people. And, yeah. 
And and so uh, he is he actually is a very careful person when it comes to his actions. Yeah. He calculate. He knows that what is the greater good. What can I do to promote the greater good? And 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 for him, he does it in the legal sense. He doesn't want to break the law. All this generally saying that he's broken the law. No, he does not want to break the law because he could have broken the law uh, before that, but he did not. He believes in the Constitution of the United States of America, and they have to do it legally. So I believe God is making a way. I, I you know, I, we can't probably. Uh, address all those issues right now, but God is making a way. People are waking up. People are, are, are now realizing that if we don't intervene, if they don't intervene, then we will lose this country. Do we have two yeah. more years? I don't know, but I believe the sooner that God does it, the sooner that God ex- and He accelerates it, I believe we have a chance to turn our nation. Great After time. two years, Steve, I don't know. I, I just doesn't time. seem like, and he actually said that the other day, you know, he said something like, I may have to come back sooner. And, and then at one point he said, it's going to be sooner than you even think or something like that. I don't have the exact quote in front of me. Yeah. So it's fascinating. He's dropping more and more hints lately. <laughs> well, let's talk about um, President Trump's and the a- Asian American roles in our nation. I know that, that you have a, a large role with Asian Americans. What would you like to talk about uh, about that? Uh, you know, the elections, I think, important. Uh, Asian Americans, let's go back. Uh, yeah. Asian Americans have been in this country since the 1600s. You know, the Filipino Americans came to this country because of galleon trade between Spain and, and the Philippines. And many of them uh, landed in Louisiana and built a, a Filipino town. And in the 1700s, I mean, they were Filipinos and Asians and, and Chinese were already here. Build the transcontinental railroad in the United States. Fourteen thousand, many of them died in the process of building the the railroad of America and working to 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 build our nation. So I believe there is a prophetic mandate, a prophetic call for Asian Americans in this country to turn our nation back to God. I know many, I think, are think that we're just here for the money, but I, mm. I and 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 we the 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 problem is this I'm seeing is that they. They're the left and those are enemies of, of freedom wants to change the narrative and wants to convince the Asian Americans that we too are victims of racism in America mm. and they want to change the history of America. And we say, no, we are a story of success yeah. because we came to this country without nothing, but yet because of the opportunity given to us from an affordance by this country, by America, I'm talking about our our. our our families, our loved ones that came to here first, we succeeded and we know America is a land of opportunity, And but there's a greater purpose, I believe. In key battleground states, Steve, you know, right now we're the fastest, Asian America, the fastest growing minority, growing faster. Really? Yes, sir. Is that right? Yes, yes. And 200% in Nevada, 500% in other places. And I'm talking about registered, legal voters, working, going to school. <sighs> paying taxes and all that. And we're about almost 30 million uh, Asian American discussion. Really? Because they say that the that the evangelicals is only about 30 million. So that's a huge, you know, yes. and there's probably a crossover of that, of course. But, yeah, you know, the Asian American community is, of course, you don't want to say they're more hardworking or they're smarter, but let's just say that they're very hardworking and they're very smart people. And, um, you know, when I go to hospitals and I, I, I almost expect to have an Asian American, you know, nurse or doctor because there's just such brilliant people, you know. So I'm not yeah. trying to contrast over sure, with sure. any other thing because sure, the Hispanic sure. community is, is so precious and, and uh, the I same thing, so. very hardworking. So I believe yeah. so. and I told the Hispanic leaders and friends of mine, say, if we can learn to work together, yeah, and bring our, our, our uniqueness and, and learn to work together. We, if we partner together and love this country, we can turn America back to God. So I'm not trying to discount countries yeah. of other ethnic, ethnicity, but I remind Asian Americans is don't just don't just you know go after the money. Don't just settle for having a good life in America. Give back to this country that has afforded us this blessing because there's an assignment for us. 
for this country to turn this nation back to God. And I'm seeing awakening. I travel, Steve, every week I travel all across this nation talking to Asian Americans. And I sense there's an awakening and a sense of patriotism and sense of love of the country. And they're growing and they're seeing it. And and they're saying, we want to do our part. So we just have to make sure we educate them, we motivate them, and we mobilize them, we engage them to to really to to work for 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 what God has for this nation. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. Do you know what the source was? I've often wondered if it was a planted um, conflict that all of a sudden you had African-Americans attacking Asians. I think it was only african Maybe it was Maybe it was other nationalities as well. So, again, I'm not trying to come against any nationality. Sure. What started that? Was that uh, just the enemy doing it? Of course, it's always the en- just the enemy. But, I mean, were, did somebody plant the thought, let's go after, after yes, Asian Americans? I, I think it's, it's, it's um, you know, Rodney King. Remember Rodney King? Yeah. Right in LA. Oh, yeah. They LA. thought that, you know, and, and, the, and a lot of Asian American businesses were attacked and burned to the ground. Okay. And Koreans mainly. But be, prior to that, there was a somebody who robbed a Korean store, an African-American, and the Korean-American shot the, this, this person and just fueled. It's just hurt from within that was not addressed. And, okay. and so and then many I talked to uh, blame Asian-Americans that, hey, we're taking your jobs, we're taking your businesses and all this. But I, and, but the truth is that somebody has orchestrated it and 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 fuel that and cause division talking about in the racial divide. And I, be, I believe there's an agenda in this country right now to, to accuse you know, racists against each other and, and, and pretty much cause division because they know if we're divided, we fall. And now we're, I, part of what I did um, I, when, uh, when President Trump was in, in office is that uh, I talked to the Department of Justice and I said, we want the data uh, of attacks against Asian Americans, and of okay. course, there's a higher percentage of Africans Americans um, attacking Afri- Asian Americans, and but they did not release the data because they don't want to cause any issue. Yeah, which that's not part of that's almost wisdom. But but do you believe? And, and you are saying that you feel like that all harkens back to the whole uh, Rodney King thing way back in the, whatever that was, the nineties or yes, the nineties, yes. Okay, do you really, and that's kind of where where it really took root. I, I I believe there was a certain you know the the narrative that people or the people that are one of the other country pushed the agenda that hey Asian Americans they're taking away from you they're taking okay. opportunity from you and the leadership in the African American community instead of correcting that many of them use that as well to divide create division. And I yeah. think the church had to step, the church had to step in and be that reconciler, be the unity, yeah. you know, to lead unity and healing. And I think that's part of what we need to do today. And I just talked, Steve, I was talking to an Uber driver, an African-American. I said, I'm Asian-American. I said, what do you think was happening in our country? He said, we believe the lies uh, by our leaders. And for so long, we thought they were promising us and they were going to deliver. But it says for centuries, they failed to deliver. And he said they've used us, used us to, 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 uh, to destroy one, use us to destroy our nation. And we are no longer going to follow that same direction. And I said, and I said, yes, us two Asian Americans, we want to partner with you. We want to run with you Good. because I believe you and I can make it for African Americans Asian Americans and Latin Americans for such a time as this. Really I good. Hermit. That is a man that he said, Thank you so much for saying that, sir. Wow. And I, I mean, it was this, I was weeping and Uber wow. for and, and I prayed for him. And he said, I, I felt so bad because for many years we believed the lie. We believed the lies. And I said, Now that we know the truth, and he said, I, I, I don't want to tell everybody that I, all my friends, but I voted for Trump. <laughs> he said that, my, that, yeah. He said that. Everywhere I go, I ask a lot of African American leaders, and you know what they say, Steve? If we can, if we can only change our vote, 
if we could only change our vote. And I said, but then again, it's not too late. I said, we have to start now. We'll make it different yep. now. So good. So, so, so good. Um, you have a point in here to talk about the importance of support of Israel. Talk about that. Yes, I've uh, fell in love with Israel. I've been a lover of Israel and the Jewish people since 1993. And, and I was a young student at the Bible school. And my professor took me there and I fell in love with the Jewish, uh, with the, with the homeland, where the Jewish yeah. homeland, Israel. And I was baptized with this love for Israel. And I truly believe the reason why America is still America. I, I believe God has continued to shine on our nation and the grace of God and the mercy of God is still in America because America is the only country who continues to continue to stand with Israel and, and, and the, the safety and protection of the nest of the Jewish people. If we abandon that position, if we forget that our, our, our calling to stand with Jewish people, I think our country will, 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 will be destroyed. I think the only reason why we're preserved because America still stands with the Jewish people and continue awesome. to bless. The Bible says, Genesis 12, I will bless them that will bless Israel. I will curse them that will curse Israel. And I'll talk about this, that, uh, that Israel is the apple of God's eye. And so I believe in that principle for as long as we continue to stand with the Jewish people, there is a commanded blessing upon yeah. America and the church. And I think the church needs to recognize that as well. Really, really good. Really, really good. Well, Herman, um, in these last few minutes, uh, I'm going to have you talk about uh, anything else you want to about either President Trump or any wrap-up, and then maybe you can pray for the people for a minute or two. Uh, any, anything else you want to add today? I, I believe... There are more for us than are against us. Uh, okay. I hear people from all over the world, and they said, we are praying for America. Millions of people in India, millions of people in, 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 in China. I'm, I talked to Chinese uh, churches. They said there are a lot of, I mean, thousands of people praying in the underground church of China, praying for America. The Middle East, they're praying. Asia, they're praying, because they know if we lose this country, that will create a ripple effect. So I believe, Steve, we have to continue to stand. We have to continue to believe that the greatest days of our country are still ahead of us. So uh, do we have evil in our land? Do we have, you know, is America perfect? Certainly not. But we have become a beacon of light. And, and, and people know that if we lose our freedom in this country, if the church will not step into the calling of being the catalyst for revival and reformation, other nations will fall as well. So the future of our nation depends on the church. And we can't blame anyone else. We cannot trust the government. We can't trust anything else. But the key to reformation revival is the church. So I'm calling, Steve, I'm saying there are remnants of people right now. You've been discouraged. You've lost hope. And you probably said, is it going to happen is um, the, 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 the good days of America, is it over? Has God rejected the curse of our nation? I said, no. I believe God has an appointed time, an appointed season, but God is raising up a remnant in this hour. I believe there are millions and millions of us that wants to believe, and I know we're believing that God is about to do something new, something great in this nation. Do not give up in doing good. Get involved in your government. Run for office. Speak up. You know, one a mentor of mine said, if you don't speak up, then guess what? They will control the narrative. The church has to speak up. And people say, well, I don't have a position. I don't have authority. Well, you know, my friends, your authority is in your identity. Oh, that's if good. You are, no, you're a child of God. You believe you're called by God. That is enough authority to move mountains. And you're a spirit. You don't have the spirit of, of uh, you have the spirit of adoption that God has given you, has given you power over every works of the enemy. Yes, and right. I believe it's time for us to walk in this government anointing. The church, stop being offended. Don't focus on the personality. Believe that God has an anointing that is given to the church to change and, and, and transform society. And pray for President Trump yes. because his assignment is not over yet. I know a lot of people are wanting to run, but they have their turn. They will have their turn in the near and in, 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 in the further future. 
But now we need to make a stand and let us not abandon our post. Steve, I just want to thank Elijah List to, for continuing to speak with boldness and in truth. And Steve, I know your heart. I know you want to believe that God has, has still a plan for our nation. I know yeah. that calls the viewers of this uh, of this program I want you to know that God is about to do something in our country and we have to do our part thank you Steve. so good so good well Herman if you've got a minute or two just pray yes. for the people whatever is on your heart and... yes father in the name of Jesus we yeah. are calling the church into a new season and we're saying God and I say lay hold of what God has for you yeah. And and whatever offenses you have, ask God to forgive you and cleanse you. Lay aside every way that easily entangles you. And I pray, God, that you have baptized the church, the remnant, the church of Jesus Christ, with a holy zeal, a holy fire. Yeah. I pray, God, for the glory of the Lord to invade everyone that is watching this broadcast right now and that the presence of the Lord and the fire of God will baptize you, will touch you, and that God will visit your life so that you can become that vessel, that instrument ready for the master's use. God will use you to turn our nation back to God. There is a miracle. There is a breakthrough coming in your life and God is changing the trajectory of your life and the presence of God is about to invade you. God says, some is about to overtake you. And I declare that right now, that the greatest days of our country, the greatest days of America are still ahead of us. And yes. he is calling his army to arise in this hour. But so declare that boldness. I yes, declare the strength upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Herman Martyr, uh, thank you so much. Anything you want to say about which website people can go to? To stay in touch with your ministry, I see we put AsianActionNetwork.org and Not right uh, there. Okay. go there and check it. And uh, where we well, where we want to raise up millions and millions of people that will continue to contend for our nation. So check us, uh, check us out, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you, Steve. Thank you for yes, so yeah, much. And I and I hope you'll be able to come back some more times. Uh, we've got some important days ahead, and you get to stay up with. Uh, up to date with you. I appreciate things it. Things are moving. Very, very... Things are moving. Exciting yep. things are happening. They Hi are, everybody. aren't they? Praise God. Well, thank you, everybody. Let's see. This is Thursday, tomorrow, Friday. We have Mel K. So that'll be on Rumble only. Another Prophets and Patriots episode. Everybody, God bless you, Herman. God bless your ministry. And we will see you all again tomorrow. Bye bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.